The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a say it with your chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from Base. the Star in Frisco, Texas, Base. and the SWBC Studios. It is a week six edition with Isaiah Stanback, with Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic. Ready to uh, uh, attack this weekend, get the extra day off this weekend. So. Mm, turn up time. You know what I'm doing. What's that? Laundry. Woo! Yeah, big yeah. time. Big weekend. time. Are you a once a week or once every two weeks laundry? I'm a once a weaker. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's really difficult to pack in when we don't have the off day, and so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be the nice thing to do this weekend. Tomorrow, nice. if you want to know where I'm at, Tide Laundry Pods. There it that's is. That's where I'm at. Boom. I don't oh, even know if they're a sponsor. <laughs> I think they are. I, I know they are for the NFL. So at, at the very least, we get the overarching umbrella. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're safe there. It's a good play. What are you doing this weekend, Isaiah? State Fair, maybe? State. Uh, Y'all want to try and hit the dark and go to the State Fair? Got three soccer games. <laughs> okay. I think, maybe no, four four soccer games to attend no. for my kiddos. Right. I have work at my business. Mm-hmm. I have. What time's boot camp on Saturday? Nine o'clock tomorrow morning, baby. I'll be there. Steadfast. Let's get it. I'm going to get there. I won't be there. <laughs> I, won't be, on, I will be in Come a on, deep I'll rim sleep. I'll be in my <laughs> rim sleep. So four soccer games. Um, going to a haunted house tomorrow oh. for the first time in forever. Did you get your invite, Nick? To what? To the haunted house with no. with Isaiah. Nah. I haven't gotten that either. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's, that's wild. It's all right. I went to the fair without you boys on Tuesday. So. Oh, I'm going to the fair on, on Sunday. I actually saw Sheldrick Redwine there. Yeah, Funny, you? Like the funniest, I think, possible player I could have seen that's at the fair. He's still around yeah. here, huh? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He is. He's here. He just got his hair braided. Like, he's he looks comfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do this week? Sleep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Interesting. I need that. Need some sleep. It's going to be fantastic. I'm also going to ch- take a check uh, check up on news and notes and what what's going on around the Cowboys. Get you a furniture nation. sponsor. That's what we need. That's what I definitely. If anybody need. has any fun- furniture, furniture, y'all got some furniture hookups. If y'all want to. You guys want to show off your ability, your skills. If you guys could make some furniture. Okay. You ever seen the like the, over to KY. the SpongeBob meme where SpongeBob's sitting in the middle of his pineapple and he's just got like a tissue and a penny and a ch- potato chip? That's me right now sitting in my my house. <laughs> I, I don't have anything really. I just moved into the new the new crib and haven't gotten any furniture basically. That's mm. what it looks like right now. I do know what you're doing tomorrow. Actually, you're mowing the lawn with some Miller Lights. I am gonna Miller. I am gonna Miller Light and mow. Yeah, that's what it'll, that's what it'll be tomorrow. Mo-meal. Can't wait for that. Mow mill. Mow and mill. <laughs> What's going on with news and news notes? And notes. Today? Okay, we're going to start with. Um, so we had locker room for the first time uh, yesterday uh, this week. Uh, a little bit of a, a delayed week with the Monday night game. They started practice on Thursday rather than Wednesday. Uh, actually, this morning on um, the fan, Mike McCarthy said that it was the best first practice that they've had all season. So um, we'll see if that translates. He he said there's not necessarily an exact science to it translating to the game on Monday, but you know it's it's a good marker to have at this point at least. But um, 
talking to Jake Ferguson yesterday in the locker room, I think this was probably the more interesting note that I was able to pull, was uh, he sent a, uh, a text to Dak Prescott after the game. It was before they even got on the plane back to San Francisco. Uh, he said, I'm with you to the wheels fall off. Um, and when he was asked, you know, why, why did you send that text? He said, he's in that leadership role and it's my job to follow him and run through a brick wall if he tells me to. I, I, I more so wanted to highlight Jake Ferguson's maturity here and just him not only stepping up into the tight end, uh, tight end one role this year uh, on the field, but also I, I think he's almost kind of cemented it with what he's been saying off the field, how he's approached this whole thing. Um, I, I think if you would ask me this time last year, if, if Dalton Schultz was not in the building, who would be you know comfortable enough to take over, I'd be pretty worried about the guys in the building at the moment. But Jake Ferguson, man, he's he's come in this season. He's, he's taken the extra step in the run blocking. He's taken the extra step in this offense and getting open. Uh, he's, he's becoming a favorite target of Dak Prescott. You just love to see that top to bottom from him. Uh, we haven't really talked about the tight ends as a whole really since the beginning of the season. And there were a couple drops there, Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoonmaker. And uh, what have you thought about the tight ends, Isaiah, based off of what you've seen these last couple of weeks? And I like what I've seen from Jake Ferguson. I, I feel like the rest of the group has struggled to get off the ground, but so is the offense as a whole. So it's not like we're necessarily leaving anybody out there. I mean, I think this offense has struggled in its own right. But where do you think the tight ends as a young group are right now? Like everybody else, underutilized. I believe that last week they were um, condensed down to blockers, um, chippers, and guys that were more concerned with protecting the QB versus getting out there and making some plays. That's not their – I'm sure they'll, they'll do whatever's asked of them, but that's not their preferred method of madness. I do have a feeling that these guys are going to um, – have a showing this weekend, though. I, mm -hmm. I do think that the, the tight end room will will wake up. I as think pass catchers or as, as pass catchers, as okay. pass catchers. I think that this defense allows for it. If they continue to show what they've shown on film to date, um, this type of defense will allow for a lot of opportunities for the tight ends. And I think that there's a lot of guys in that room that that want the ball, and I think they'll they'll get their chance this week. One thing I was talking with Jake Ferguson after the media scrum and just kind of catching up with him and. It, he can't I, can't. I can't say the exact words that he said. Why not? Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, but he basically said, "I'm ready to to mess this stuff up. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, ready okay. to." He's like, "I'm ready to to get more physical. I'm ready to completely fudge." He wants to flip a switch. Is what he wants to do. That's what he wants to flip a switch. He wants to be more physical. Wants to establish. The, the bully mentality that I, I know Isaiah has been asking for it. I mean, that's what San Francisco has done for the last three years. And he's ready to start trying to set that tone early on. Now, he said he doesn't want to get penalty flags, of course. I mean, nobody wants that extra 15 yards and a personal foul. Up to the edge. But he said you got to you got to walk that line. He yep. said you got to be the first one and just don't react. And that's kind of kind of where he was talking about. I like that mentality from your tight ends, especially from guys like Schoonmaker and Ferguson who are physical individuals. Utilize that. Yep. Use that bully mentality. You can be a great pass catcher as a tight end. I'm okay with that, too. Travis Kelsey had 109 yards in the first half last night. I, I'm okay with that. But if you aren't going to do that, then make your impact from a physical standpoint and try and enforce your will that way, too. Does yeah. Dak trust the tight ends, though? 
I think he's There's been building a lot that trust. Of big drops this year. There have been huge drops, actually. Yeah. Big I, uh, touchdown drops. I, I think third down drop this week, this past week by Schoonmaker was huge. Yeah, that was big. I, I think there's trust with Ferguson for sure. As mm. far as the the rest of the guys in the group, I mean, we're already starting to see a little bit of fluidity there. I mean, Kewen getting activated to the active roster, Hendershot on the IR. Um, Look at statistically, Jake Ferguson second on the team with 20 receptions, third on the team with 175 yards. All other tight ends combined, two receptions for four yards. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I think there's got to be some sort of rhythm with those other guys for sure. And I think it starts with Schoonmaker. That's a second round pick. Um, You got to be able to step into a role this year at some point and and at least provide some red zone help. I mean, with his big frame and what he's able to do in the receiving game, you would have to think that that's the first thing you look at with him but um, they've only been able to utilize that once they had the, the play action play uh, on the goal line from one yard out that has only reception one one yard one reception for one touchdown it's <laughs> very very um, very productive um, moving on you had mentioned um, uh, wanting to flip the switch Jake Ferguson right I was able to talk to Tyler Smith yesterday uh, the sense of urgency is there is what he said with yeah. the offensive leaders we know that we didn't play to our best level last week and we know what the standard is I feel like that standard has been reinforced in practice from the pre-snap operation to the post-snap operation the covering and finishing after the play even in meetings we're taking a more active approach I feel like the preparation has just been upping itself and on that same note Brandon Cooks kind of uh, gave those same points later in the locker room availability but he ended it with hey it's a long season and we will hit our stride I truly believe that what do you think about that moving forward I mean he's telling the truth you have to hit your stride I mean this roster is too good to not hit your stride just got to figure it out man just got to figure it out you know and and the schedule doesn't allow for any any gimmies so you gotta you gotta figure that out pretty relatively quickly otherwise this thing can get away from you do you think that this roster, the way that the way that the roster is made up, the talent is there, like you said. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's set up from a coaching staff standpoint, do you believe they can hit their stride, or is it, who has longer to go, the the roster and the execution, <laughs> or the scheme and the setup that they're scheme putting? Scheme is uh, set up. Scheme yeah. is set up. Needs to figure that out. Um, I think that the players are are there. They need to be put in position to be successful. I, you know, to Beamer's point, you know, the guys have to make some plays as well when the ball comes their way. So that's something that can be a momentum killer, a confidence killer, um, a trust killer. So, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I've been saying it all week, the underutilization, the lack of creativity, all those things are all correctable. Um, but I don't think they, they don't have an identity right now, right? And I, I've brought that up a few times. They really don't. And I, they, they have the talent. But they're not utilizing it much like the Chargers defense has a talent, and they're not utilizing it. <laughs> so it's going to yeah. be a yep. it's going to be a, a battle of the unutilization <laughs> of, of, of great talent. Which one breaks? Yeah, which I mean, one finally catches stride yeah. in in SoFi Stadium it's on serious. Monday night? It's like a dull fencing fight. Seriously, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a lot. Of, got the sharp in the blades. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot of talent, man, on both sides of this yep. ball. You know, think about the I hate Chargers. We have to defense. make these jokes, <laughs> it's, but it's so true. It is yeah. true. It's so true. You guys, why we're talking about it. C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott versus freaking Murray, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr., Bosa, Khalil Mack, and none of them are doing what they want to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, last thing I have, Rashawn Evans, uh, first day that we were able to see him in the building was yesterday. Man, quickly becoming one of my favorite guys on the team, just really personable. Uh, he's very open just about his journey, how he's gotten to this point and, and things of that nature. Yeah. But he was asked, uh, what do you bring to this Dallas defense? He said physicality at the end of the day. I think even with the loss to San Francisco, this is still an elite defense. Whatever key components they're missing, wherever I can fit in and help out, help out at, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I, I just love the approach early on from Evans. Right now, still on the uh, practice squad. This is just me theorizing. I don't know anything. I, I would see him getting elevated this week um, and, and just providing some help in that second level for sure. Him and both Malik Jefferson. So um, we'll see how that translates on uh, Monday. So you think he'll go straight into being elevated? He said it wouldn't take long for him to pick it up because that was one yeah. of the questions he was asked in the locker room was how long are you able to or how long will it take you to Ramble. pick up a, a system like this from Dan Quinn? ramp up from a physicality standpoint and he said it wouldn't take long either way yeah i think that's why they went after him not yeah. only does he have experience with dan quinn but he just has experience he played all 17 games last year well over a thousand snaps 159 tackles like that's going to be a guy that's going to be ready to step that's in and in that second level i mean sure there's going to have to be some things he's going to have to pick up on but it's not like he's stepping into like a whole different coverage no. scheme that he hasn't been playing his entire career so uh, i i think there's an opportunity for him to play on monday i would understand if he need maybe needs another week to to adjust and and get ready uh but they they need that body this week and um i think he's more more than a capable body i, I think from what i've seen from him so far he's hard nosed he's gonna hit that hole he's gonna hit some guys in the mouth uh really good at doing that i worry about him in coverage uh, i think that's something that la could um take advantage of very early on mm -hmm. uh but if he if they don't feel like he's ready to go this week then they have the bye week to prep him up and, and get him ready for the rams the following week who's better in coverage him or van der esch uh, i would say van der, van der esch, esch. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's. I think it's still a liability in that second level. We talked about it at training camp. No um, it's it's still a liability in that there's second there's level. No and coverage at the second level period. Yeah, <laughs> we've we, we've seen that so far this year. But um, this is really the opportunity for Damone Clark to take that next step yep. in that second level. I mean, we're, we're talking about Rashawn Evans and when does Layton come back? This and that. It's it's Damone Clark. That's the only healthy linebacker that you had to start the season that is still here. So yep. um, that's that's the guy that's going to take that next step. I know he's a young guy, but he's in that role for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, opportunity you know, when injuries happen, that's again, yeah, opportunity yep. to step up. And Who's a green dot? Uh, so it's going to be Malik Hooker, I believe. Um, it's going to be somebody in the safety group. And for those that don't that don't know what the green dot is, go ahead. Yeah, call in place basically yep. for the defense, and they'll have a big green dot on their helmet. They almost look like an alien. You'll see them on the TV broadcast. But um, yeah, Demon Clark it's had really an opportunity. Not that noticeable on the TV broadcast. <laughs> is it not? No. It, it just looks so fat. In person, like it's just like they, like we couldn't make this like just like More theoretical on, on the TV copy. It's really not that big. Okay, like th that's good to know because yeah. it looks ginormous. It looks like person. a smelly sticker, like what what we give out on yeah. on Mondays oh, after a win. We missed that. Well, we haven't. They, they, yeah, what's that? Lost the game. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how to smell. It's like I got COVID again. Like, that's, oh, that's no. oh, oh, don't man. like that. Bad. Uh, bad door. But, uh, I, I, Dan Quinn said it earlier in the week. He hadn't uh, he hadn't officially figured it out, but I think Malik Hooker was one of the names that he was looking at. Does most. that make you nervous that he hasn't already figured that out? Nah, I, there's there's enough defensive leaders on this team. I'm not worried okay. about it. It's going to be somebody in the safety group, and honestly, it would make sense for it to be Malik Hooker yeah. because he's that one high. Uh, he gives that one high look. Can he sees see the whole it. defense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it. He's got the experience. You've always been really – on the Damone Clark train. I mean, yeah. we, I think as a show, we've all been very high yeah. on Damone Clark. And last year, we talked about it a lot when he was mm -hmm. coming off of the injury. What have you seen from him this year and how he's kind of filled that role? Because 
He's the no question starter. Yeah. Going into the year, he hasn't he hasn't came on as as fast as I thought he would. I'm mm-hmm. um, just being transparent. Same here. I thought um, if he played 15 games, he'd be a pro bowler, yeah, and yeah. It, that hasn't been the case yet. It hasn't mean, been the case yet. I think he I think he still has to learn how to uh, trust his instincts, uh, how to not get caught in the wash. You know, getting up in his nose in there too far, yeah. um, being able to scrape across the top of plays, uh, to be able to go out there scrape over the top of blocks and go make plays. Um, and I think his um, yeah, I, I just think I think he gets caught on blocks sometimes. You know, I think he has to work on shock and release, and you know, really keeping offensive linemen's hands off of him. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how big and strong you are; those guys are bigger and stronger. So you really have to be able to punch, punch him in the chest, get off blocks. You know, use your hands. Whether that's seeing a hand specialist, whether that's you know working drills out there with your coaches on individuals, which is takes it's a little bit more difficult during the season, uh, just because of time restraints, but. You know, you got to find a way, and I think I think he will. I think he will. I just I think that everybody, including myself, was hoping that he would have more of an impact than he's had to date. I'm not saying he's not doing his job. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that he's not having as great of an impact as you would like. Demon Clark's a really good player. Yep. He's got a lot of potential. Still yep. has yet to even break the surface of that potential, but he's always kind of played stiff, in my opinion. And I think that really limits you from his specific position that he's been playing yeah. in this defense. Um, we saw him be a little bit more free in that preseason game against Jacksonville. Was actually wearing the green dot in that game as well yeah. played the first couple of quarters and was just all over the place and I um I don't know if it's a scheme issue I really don't think it is I think it's him just being a little bit stiff in movement mm-hmm. maybe not believing and trusting in what he can so do instinct, yeah. yeah it's it's an instinct thing maybe that does pick up as as his career goes on but at the very end of the day he still moves like this like let's let's get him a little bit more free let's let's loosen up a little bit more yoga can we tell that story really quick yeah so of course yeah so the, the other day I I believe that was what Tuesday. Yep. Uh, middle school from Cedar Hill ISD is coming out here, and you know they have a day at the star. You know that's that's awesome, and they're doing yoga with all of the rookies. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching Mozzie Smith the whole time, and he's just he's doing one of these and uh, bending back backwards, and it was it's probably the funniest thing that I've I've probably encountered since downward I've been dog. Here. He's it got was the, hilarious. They all have the jerseys on, all of them. Yeah, and some of them look like they had done yoga before. Yeah, and there's a good amount of them that looked like they had never, never touched. Yeah, them. Eric Scott yeah, was man. just fluid. Deuce Vaughn was doing like you know, looking like a human pretzel, you know. But <laughs> Mozzie <Man>. Smith, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, there were a couple of moves where he just had to sit there. He was like, eh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> it was part of Mental cool. Health Awareness Day, and yep. it was really cool to see the, the middle schoolers come out. And like you said, it was it was good comedy. It was good. Fun it was comedy. solid. It was Super good. solid. Question: the, Apparently, the rookies had a really good time. Solid. Nice little reset button. That's what Luke Schoomaker said. Somehow Brandon Aubrey escaped that, by the way. What? Yeah, I know. He he did, he got away wow. with not having to do that. But Josh Butler was out there, so it's like interesting. It was funny. Anyway, um, what's your question here, Isaiah? You look if like you're, you're the Chargers. You look inquisitive. If you're the Chargers defense, what what do you feel like you have to stop? CD, the run game. The pass game has not proven to me if I'm the L.A. It hasn't proven to me that it can be deadly this year, but the run game, it has shown that it can open up the offense. Then I would I would look at the run game first. I get what you're saying, but also the threat of C.D. is always there. For sure. I mean, C.D.'s a top five receiver when utilized in the right, right, right way in the NFL. <laughs> Golly. In the right way. It sounds like you really feel if he's utilized. Oh, he had a bad moment on the broadcast last night. I did have oh, a really boy. bad moment. Instead of punt, I almost said a different word. Oh. Because I was trying to say catch and then punt. It, yeah, it's, I had to reset. It <laughs> yeah, bad. it was. I was like. It was bad. Kyle. <laughs> it was really bad. 
high school broadcast. Mm. <laughs> no, you can't go back and watch it. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, receipts. <laughs> but I, I think if C.D. Lamb is on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage from any defense, they're going to look at 88 and say, we can't let him get loose. Because uh, sure. at That's some point, it. he will wake up. It will happen. They will find a way to get C.D. Lamb the ball. He will have 100 yards receiving. He will continue to look like a great receiver. They, the Chargers don't want that to happen against them. I get that. I guess the reason why I asked the question, it's um, unsettling to not have an identity as an offense where other opponents know exactly what they need to stop yeah. to shut you down. That's unsettling to me. Hmm. Um, and it's not from the positive light. It's not like they have so many weapons we don't know which one. See, that's San Fran. They have multiple identities. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where it becomes multiple. Yeah, but. so like – I mean, even then, we just named two, and I don't know if I could name another one. So, for instance, if you flip it on the other side, right? Dan Quinn, what must he shut down? For the Chargers? Yeah, yeah multiple things. Justin Herbert, Eckler. Austin Eckler. But if you're going to lean on one and say, hey, we have to shut this down and this improves our uh, Eckler. I, I would say Eckler. Yeah. yeah. Keenan Allen's been awesome to start the season, though. Like, that's the, you, you definitely wanna, have a case there. You want to force them to pass. They, they have a yeah. lot of weapons, right? They have a ton of <clears> weapons <throat> that they can go to, but. Your strength is your defensive, you know, pass rush. So yeah. you would like to force him into passing situation. And not only passing, but passing downfield. Because Eckler is just such a dynamic, dynamic weapon in yeah. the pass game as well. So, yeah, get, getting that ball across the line of scrimmage. Yeah, well, you want, if you're rushing, then Eckler, hopefully he can't get out. Yeah. Right? But he always gets out. They always yeah. find a way to get him out. So yeah. I, that's sweet. the reason why I pose that question. It's just Dallas has to figure that out. Right? They have to – something has to be threatening. Yeah. And I'm not sure that teams feel threatened by any aspect of their offense right now. Do they still feel threatened by the defense? By the defense of? The Dallas defense. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, there's only certain offenses that can negate what Dallas does best. Well, let me, let me put it this way. I mean, if you had to talk about the three most important players on the defense as to what they do for their specific unit, yep. who would you, where would you rank them? Micah, number one. Yeah, Micah's number one. Jonathan Hankins, number two. Okay, Hankins um, is two. And then I would obviously— You wouldn't put Trayvon or Layton Trayvon's not too. out there. Layton's not out there. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, it, going into the season, where oh, would you yeah. rank it? Yeah, I mean, I'll put— You're missing two of your three most important—I wouldn't say best players. No, I get it. But I'd say most important Absolutely. players to what they do in this system, and you're missing two of those guys now. I get it. Both of them, one of them's not coming back, and the other one may not come back, Correct. depending on how long this yeah. IR stint is for Layton. It might be. Oh. I hope it's. I hope it's only four weeks, but it's a neck injury, and I don't like messing I, with neck injuries. I hope that he evaluates decisions. Yeah, for himself. That would be a Layton decision, though. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I say. But the, yeah. I think the. The overarching thought process around this defense was, oh, my gosh, they've got playmakers at every level. And now you go front level, yes, you still have playmakers. This defensive line is still nasty. Then you get to the second level, you're looking at Damone Clark and Rashad Evans off of the bench. This this defense. Malik Jefferson. So, Deron Bland this defense, the third level has been great. Break. This defense is best when what? When you can pin your ears back and go. Okay. Which requires you to be where on the scoreboard. Go ahead. Very ahead. Which means <laughs> it's, it's flip, appeared. You flip it on the other side of the ball, what's not happening? Scoring points. So this is when the relationship. This is where the problem stems. This is when a relationship comes in, right? This is when offense and defense are relationship. People try to separate these two. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They go hand in hand. If you're not scoring on offense, now all of a sudden your defense, which has not shown that they can stop the run, right, the way in which you hope, 
All right, has not been able to deter teams from rushing from from rushing attempts. Um, now all of a sudden they can't do what they feel like they do best, which is pass rush, because teams just won't pass. They won't rush. It's funny you mentioned that. Would you say it's bad complimentary football at the end yeah, of the day? Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that because Tony Pollard yesterday he was asked, "What's the main difference between Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy?" He said, "Kellen he just wants to put up as many points as possible, whereas McCarthy he just wants to win ball games and play complimentary football." I found that to be a little bit of an interesting mm-hmm. quote. I didn't tweet it because it was like if I if you don't have the context in that, yeah. it could have been taken. taken out of context, yeah, yeah, very very badly. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting, and this kind of goes to our point here. If they're playing bad complimentary football, then then what's the point? <laughs> then what is the point? All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, Nick Harris has some key matchups to look forward to. Plus, you can start getting on the phone line to be our guest picker later in the show. 888-855-2297 is the Talking Cowboys phone line. 888-855-2297. We'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Quaker Oats, the official trusted superfood. Quaker Oats is the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. As we lead you into this week six matchup, 
Monday night football between the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Cowboys and Chargers, of course, have some great history at SoFi Stadium. And I'd say matchups played a big role in that history. Look at what Tony Pollard did against that defense back a couple seasons ago. And then he turned around. And he's had some good games at SoFi Stadium in general because he had a big touchdown run against the Rams in Week 5 last year. Are there any big-time matchups, those key matchups on the docket this week, Nick, to, to take a look at? Yeah, most definitely. As always, we'll go through three matchups that I think will be uh, big determining factors in how this game will play out. Uh, this week, we're going to start with uh, – let's, let's go ahead and start up front because you had mentioned um, uh, history playing a big part into this one as well. Mm -hmm. Terrence Steele, if you remember back to his rookie year, was kind of thrown into the fire against the Chargers, and he came out on the other side, and he was relatively clean. Um, was, was It wasn't even hot, really, um, after – going through the fire uh, another opportunity to go through the fire against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack he'll have opportunities to go up against both of those guys now Terrence Steele I, I think something that's really plagued him so far this season is pre-snap penalties and both of these guys they love to uh, they love to mess around up front and um, you know make things a little bit difficult pre-snap as well uh, and like you said earlier in the week Isaiah those guys are going to run a lot of stunts they're going to make it difficult on Terrence Steele so that's that's huge I, I think uh, right tackle Terrence Steele needs to have a big game on on Monday night he needs to keep Keep those guys in check because if this offense wants to find any sort of rhythm they need to have some time and um, that wasn't necessarily what they had on Sunday night in San Francisco Nick Bosa definitely had um, you know his his fair share of W's against Terrence Steele they're probably on the Bosa zoom call uh, this week <laughs> Joey and Nick trying to talk about Terrence Steele's um, by the way I forgot to give you some news and notes in the first segment uh, Joey Bosa sat out of practice on Thursday and he is doubtful to play in this matchup that was a big news I missed note that. from the Chargers. Yeah. I completely missed yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wow. forgot to say it. I had it pulled up in the in the first segment. Well, look at me not doing my that. job. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a thing yesterday that just kind of popped up. He missed week four against the Raiders, and that was part of when Khalil Mack decided to do Khalil Mack things and go ahead and – Oh, there's, a, there's another up, guy on the other put side. Put up six sacks, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six so he just them. decided just to put the production of two guys on one. Yeah, pretty much. Still. Yeah, yeah, just put up six sacks. So still, still phenomenal. But I wanted to give that news a note. I should have done it in the first segment, so that's on me, gentlemen. Yeah, so still Khalil Mack. That, that's still a, a very um, very formidable challenge for Terrence Steele on that right side. He's also going to line up on the left against Tyron Smith. Uh, so, yeah, this offensive line, they're still going to have you know quite a, quite a big battle in front of them. Ooh, this off offensive line-wise. Mack likes the left side. Yes. So it would be him and Tyron. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. How confident are you based off of last week's performance going up against a guy like Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack to me is very dangerous because he doesn't have one style. He doesn't just he's not just trying to beat you around the edge. He's not just trying to he's not trying to just do spin moves. Like he will rush around the edge. He'll run stunts. He'll his power is is absurd. Mm -hmm. Where how he can drop his weight and get underneath your chest and just drive you back into the quarterback. Um, those are the ones that are really not, not there's not enough attention placed on those type of rushes, um, those bull quote unquote bull rushes. But he does it with one arm, so he'll get upfield, drop his weight, put one arm in your chest, and just drive you back into the quarterback, and then still have the other arm free to try to strip the other to strip the quarterback um, on a sack. So he's dangerous. Um, so even though I have a lot of confidence in Tyron, I think that the the various onslaughts, <laughs> the various uh, you know options that he has in his bag tool bag present some problems for anybody that steps out there to play play tackle against him. Who do you think more closely resembles 
Nick Bosa from last week. Do you think Mac is closer to yes. resembling this, the talent? Yeah, yeah. Max, Max, yeah, even sure. closer than his own brother. Yeah, I think Max better than Joey hands down. Interesting. Yeah, hands down. I, I agree. I agree to that point. The thing that frustrates me the most about Khalil Mack as a pure football enjoyer is um, the fact that he'll show up some games turn and have on, six sacks, off. and then he'll completely turn off in other games, like you said. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're like, where's Khalil Mack? Oh, this is Khalil one where Mack he's... plays for the Chargers now. I forgot about that. And you're in but the fourth I, quarter, and you're like, a, where's he been? <laughs> I said that about a bunch of guys. There's a lot yeah. of guys that do that. I mean, I mean like I said, I But know... if you're going to turn it on, where are you going to turn it on? Either prime time. Or against the Dallas Cowboys, and in this occasion, it's both. Yeah, it's it, it has not been circumstantial. It's just been random. Like it's been. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been random with him at times. Like he'll show up against really good teams and not show up against really good teams. It's it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm. Um, our, our next two matchups here will uh, focus in um, uh, the passing game for for both teams. We'll start. Do y'all want to start with uh, the, my defensive matchup? For yeah, the Cowboys? let's start with that one. Okay, let's uh, let's look at Keenan Allen versus Jordan Lewis. Keenan Allen, he's gonna he's been so dangerous out of the slot for I feel like thirty five years, and um, <laughs> he's he's healthy again. And Jordan Lewis is healthy again. Uh, granted, he was his foot was stepped on uh, on Sunday. There doesn't look to be any major concerns there. I think everyone was just kind of a little wary about um, you know that same foot getting stepped on. But he's gonna be good to go this week. It appears, and he has a really big challenge in front of him against Keaton Allen um, really physical guy out of the slot it's going to take Jordan Lewis not only being physical off the line but also being uh, speedy downfield and um, it's not going to get any easier for him as the season goes on but this is really a really difficult uh, task in the slot this week for can Jordan Lewis say that again can he grow can Jordan Lewis grow yeah yeah no kidding right get uh <laughs> Toughest route runner that Jordan Lewis has faced this season so far or that the Cowboys have faced this season so far in terms of routes specifically I don't think so. I mean, Keenan Allen is—he's a, a good route runner, but I mean, I don't. I don't. Would you say this Chargers group is a better route running receiver yes. group than? Uh, okay, I, I was trying that. to catch you there. Yeah, yeah, I was trying. You're about to get right back into <laughs> the conversation from you earlier you in the week. I would say that absolutely. Dun, dun, dun. I, say, I, mean, I shouldn't have gave that sparkle yeah, in my eye. I yeah, was like, you do were, you think? You were way too excited about <laughs> Keenan Allen. He's just—you just never know what he's going to do. Yeah, and they do a great job of freeing him up. You know, even though you know J. Lou, if even if J. Lou tries to track him, he's not staying in the slot. He'll yeah. line up in a slot. He'll motion outside, and now he's on Deron Bland. You know, it just, it just, it just, they just they create the matchups they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they find a way to to continue to to. I'm I'm interested on how they utilize the guys outside of Keenan Allen as well, the Josh Palmers, the Gerald Everett's. I mean, these these smaller names, but still very talented yeah. players. I think Josh Palmer's a really good player. Like He's a deep threat too. Yeah, goes up, gets the football. One of the one of the times I was watching him on film, I think it was against Miami. Yep. He, he went up and high pointed a ball really nicely, and yep. I was like, oh, that would be interesting to see up against a guy like Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore does a great job of being in the right place at the right time. But can he still get up and high point a ball and knock it away whenever it's thrown yeah. like it is from Justin Herbert? Everett, Everett's, That's my biggest question. Everett's very underutilized as well. I mean, he's he's very capable in terms of route running. Tell that to my fantasy team. That's <laughs> <laughs> really confused me why Quentin Johnston hasn't really gotten going yet. Yeah, that's too. that's really confused me because me coming out the draft process really loved him because yeah. he has that combination of size, physicality, yeah. mm-hmm. and downfield speed. Yeah, he can run very very fast. And uh, <laughs> Juggernaut. man, if he doesn't work out, that's like the fourth TCU receiver in the last ten years that has gone in the first round that wouldn't work out. And it's just like, wow. Like, when is it be- going to become a TCU problem? Maybe like a blacklisting deal. Yeah, because you got like like Michigan defensive lineman if Mozzie doesn't work out. Um, you got Jalen Rager. You yep. got Josh Dotson. Mm-hmm. Now you got Quentin Johnston. Mm-hmm. There was another one in there too. Um, I just can't I can't think of it off the top of my head. 
A couple um, Baylor guys in there, too. Yeah, but, you know, maybe you just have to wait for them to go undrafted yeah. and pick them up out of the USFL, Cavante Turpin. <laughs> now, how, how do you feel about the defensive backs of Dallas versus the Chargers if they just decide to go jump ball? The entire game. Yeah, don't love it because nope. the Chargers have the biggest, most physical receiver group, not only this year, but sure. like in the last 20 years that I can remember. Yep. And the most um, accurate quarterback throwing them the football. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. And, and Kellen Moore is perfect for that system as well. Um, he's going to put those guys in positions to succeed. I think that that offense is only going to get better as the season has gone on. Like 2-2 two and two is not indicative no. of what that team is. Like They're five points away from being 4-0. Oh. It's yeah. a really good team, and it starts with their offense and what and they you, do with their receiver group. You think about this you think about this Cowboys team and how desperate they are going into this matchup Sandy or darn Los Angeles is very good <laughs> he had such a good point darn. <laughs> I know it is a good point it's very good and also very desperate at the same time I mean they're they're feeling the same thing because if they go two and three they got to win in, this, in their conference they've got yeah they've got to win division. in their division. division there's no way that they they sneak their way into the playoffs I mean that's the thing They've got to win this week, too. So both teams are desperate on both sidelines, and whoever comes yeah. out on top will feel a little bit better but still have a long way to go. And if the Cowboys lose, that's a tough taste in your mouth going into the bye week. Really tough. Like three that's, and three. Yeah. And Two straight losses. How does that one sit? You know, not only the really big loss in San Francisco, then you go out and you take an L to the Chargers as well. Man, that would be tough. Um, last last matchup we'll get into before we get into uh, picks. Asante Samuel versus what I think he'll see most on Monday night, Sedarian Lamb. Mm. So I think this is going to be a really fun matchup, not only on the heels of um, CD's kind of frustrating or frustration effort uh, against San Francisco and him wanting to get the ball more. I think there's definitely going to be an emphasis there on getting CD the ball more. Um, we've been hearing that all week, and every time somebody talks in front of the press, that's that's a talk point that's brought up but uh, Asante Samuel we've talked about how that secondary has been pretty awful this season for the Chargers but Asante mm -hmm. Samuel has been their bright spot um, he's been able to hold some guys down granted he has given up big plays uh, so there's going to be opportunities for CeeDee Lamb Dak Prescott in this passing game um, but I, I think that's probably the biggest one you look at there uh, because if CD can take advantage of Asante Samuel then I think this offense gets going we've mentioned it many times this week this uh, Chargers defense gives up the most pass yards in the NFL so uh, a really good opportunity against a, a really talented corner to do so so you said that the emphasis is on getting CD the ball do you believe it do you believe that they do end up getting him the ball and they do get him more involved this week? I don't know what I believe. I just report. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Nick? <laughs> people want to know, man. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I, I, mm. I seriously don't have a thought there. Like, I, it's oh. it's one of those things where like I need to see it to believe it. So I, and I, I haven't really seen that. The okay. only time Let's we've seen the only time we've seen CD really get active in the passing game was was that against the Patriots where he had over 100 yards and was really productive, or was that against, it was against the Jets. Jets. It yeah. was against the Jets mm -hmm. when he was over 100 yards. In he the was first getting half. open. Yep. Um, shoot, even in the Giants game, like the very first play from scrimmage, I believe it was, or on the first drive at least, CD's getting open way downfield and turns into a 49-yard gain. We haven't seen any of that since they haven't played a team in New York. So um, I, I need to see CD have a bounce-back game. CD, I, I understand the frustration with what he's going through, not only in his offensive system, but you know Dak not being able to get the ball to him. But there's also a lot of responsibility in his own mm -hmm. right as well. Yeah. Like he's, he's not 
separating from guys. He's going to have to prove that he is a uh, elite wide receiver one, especially on the heels of the Richard Sherman comments this week. I think there's a there's going to be a little bit of an added oomph, added oomph. How do you spell that? U M P H into uh, C D Lamb. Players have been getting after it this week on TV. Steve oh, yeah. Smith. It's not just this Prime. week. <laughs> Prime got Did you see into that it yesterday yeah, with yeah, Jerry Steve, Judy. Steve got after it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, I, I mean. I'm not plugging the draft show, but don't, I am plugging the draft Kyle. show. What could have been in the second round of the 2021 draft? He's doing it. 44th overall pick. Cowboys had a choice between two corners on the board. Kelvin Joseph and Asante Samuel Jr. They went with Kelvin Joseph. How's that worked out? Didn't work out. He's not here anymore, so I can say that. Didn't work out. Man, I, everybody on the draft show was saying, take Asante Samuel. Take Asante Samuel. And it worked out. For the Chargers, it did not work out for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> look at the time there. Yeah, look at the time. We got to take our second break. Good timing here. All right, when we come back, we will have our pick'em segment eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We'll pick the games this week. Good slate on hand. Not really. It's actually not a great slate, but we're gonna pick it anyways. When we come back with more talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Back here on Talking Cowboys on a Say It With Your Chest Friday. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. As it's time to go into our Pick'em segment, gentlemen, I have a confession to make. What's your confession, Kyle? I think I messed up the standings. Oh, no. So i got to go back and review it before I update the standings. Am I in first? No. Then you messed up. No, 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 (laughs) no. I didn't mess up that bad. Don't worry about that one, sir. Don't worry about that one, sir. But we will give an update on the Talking Cowboys Pick'em standings very, very soon. As of last week, the standings read myself and the fans in first. Followed by Isaiah, two games back. Followed by Nick and John tied at an even 500. <laughs> this is before last week, back. right? This is before last okay. week. This is not currently because I messed this up. So I'm coming. Coming back. Yep. Don't call it a comeback. Don't. Yeah, because I've been here. If your pick'em score skills are as good as your water water bottle shooting in the middle of the break, it's uh, you're you're in for a long. Well, season. it was like goaltending. There's like a corner of like a desk in the high. Uh, all I hear is excuses. That's all I hear <laughs> Play is, the loft. is bad. All right, Play time the loft. to make some picks. <laughs> big golf guy over here. Big golf guy. <laughs> Cynthia and Laredo is on talking hey. cowboys. Cynthia, what's going on? Good morning, guys. Good morning. How Ms. are you? Cynthia? I'm fine, thank you. It's about time you got a female on the That's show. That's right. I agree. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Congratulations on being the first and uh, definitely <laughs> not going to be the last for sure. All the ladies out there, give the call. Hold it down for the ladies, Miss Cynthia. Thank you. I just want to thank you guys for putting on great shows. I love what I watch all the podcasts, and you guys are up there with everybody else. Which, oh, which well, one's your favorite, Miss so Cynthia? My favorite, can, can I be honest? No. Yeah, be honest. I love Nate. Uh, I respect that. That's allowed. As long as you didn't say the one that goes at 11 o'clock, then Mm. then I'm good. I love... I love Nate. <laughs> I love Nate, too, honestly. Good, good so, yeah, I'm right there with you. That works. That's a great job. That's also my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. What? No. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's not allowed. All right, here's our pick'ems, Cynthia. We'll start with the Vikings at the Bears. Two teams with just one win on the season. Do the Vikings get a road win, or do the Bears continue their hot streak after putting up a 40-burger last week? Isaiah. Justin what? Fields, baby. He's catching fire. Ooh. Let's go. Jay Fields. Jay Feezy. Uh, no Justin Jefferson. Give me the Bears in this one to get the job done at home. I hate picking this game. You, you like got? that? Kirk Cousins. Oh, you Ooh. go old Cousin Kirk. It's, it's noon Kirk Cousins. Are, y'all, are, we, are we serious? It's noon Kirk Cousins. Sorry, it's, He's like 87 and 1. Confident, <laughs> confident Justin Fields. I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, Cynthia, who you got? Um... The Bears. The mm. Bears. I'm okay with this. The Bears. Oh, all alone on an island over there. All right. The Saints at the Texans. Two teams in the same division. Of course, the three and two Saints versus the two and three Texans. CJ Stroud has been playing some unbelievable Jesus. ball so far. Cynthia, we'll let you start this one off. Saints at Texans. Hey, Texans, all the way. Mm, H Town, right? Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Texans as well here, I, I, especially at home. I think CJ, like you said, is starting to find his stride. Uh, give me, give me Houston. Just because this is Houston hate week for the next two weeks, <laughs> since they're in the ALCS against my Texas Rangers, give me the New Orleans Saints to beat the doors oh. off of the Texans and get it done. They will be the only Houston team to win on Sunday. Bang. <laughs> That's Bang. what I like. We missed again. Let's try that again. Yeah, yeah. Try it again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. What you got, Isaiah? Come on, Paul Wall, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Johnny Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colts at Jags. 
Ooh, this is a tight one. Both is teams it? three and two. Is it? <laughs> you, you sound confident. You want to start it off? One team has their starting quarterback. One team does not. Mm-hmm. You like Gardner Minshew, though. You like that? Uh, I do like Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Um, however, I think that the Jaguars have too much offense. Yeah, give me the Jags in this one, too. Jacksonville to win it. Same. Jacksonville. Same. Cynthia? Jags. Jags all the way. All right, Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams trying to find some <laughs> sort of rhythm. Give me give me the Raiders to get this one done. I think Devontae Adams has a big day. Nick. Oh, man. man, this is this is actually kind of a tough one just because both of these teams are so Jekyll and Hyde at times. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm gonna take the Raiders in a close one. I, I don't feel confident about it though. What do you think, Isaiah? I'm going with the Raiders. However, I do believe that Will Greer ends up playing. Wow. Think he comes in? Think he becomes the new starter. Wow. Hey, uh, really quick, uh, Nate Newton just texted me and Isaiah and oh, says, no. thank you, Cynthia. So um, there you send, go, sending you a Cynthia. personal message, Cynthia. Thank Nate. you. That's great. I want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm, I want to talk to him, too. I wasn't on the group message, Nate. I don't know what's going on here, bud. You got my phone number, too. You call me all the time. All right. Uh, Lions at the Buccaneers. This is probably the best game of the week, uh, maybe outside of the Cowboys and the Chargers. Lions at 4-1. and one, The Bucks at 3-1, and one, fresh off of a bye week. Isaiah, who you got? Eight mile, baby. Eight mile? The Detroit Lions? Mm-hmm. Okay, getting the win. Give me the fighting Dan Campbells as well. Cynthia. Lions. Lions. Give me the fighting John Mashotas, the Dan Campbells, all of the blue, all of the Detroit. Give it to me. They're going to 5 1. Mm. Uh, by the way, we are now 0 3 when all across the board picking one team, we're 0 3. Mm. Uh, with all four being selected last Funny. week, we picked all four. Uh, all four of us uh, picked the Ravens. And the Steelers ended up winning. So I remember that. So congratulations on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on your win because uh, everybody picked the Lions. All right, here's the one we've been waiting for. Cowboys at the Chargers on Monday night football. Things get desperate for both organizations, both teams with playoff aspirations, both with solid rosters on both offense and defense. Who can come out on top? Cynthia, we'll let you start. Guys, I'm 66 years old, and I've been watching the Cowboys since I was about 10. So, Cowboys forever. Cowboys forever. What's your score prediction? Um, I'll say 17-14. 17-14 Cowboys. Low scoring defensive ball game. Cynthia, thank you yes. so much for the call. You're doing a fantastic job out there in the Laredo, holding it down for <laughs> Cowboys Nation. Hope all these picks are right, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Bye. Yeah, have a good one. There she goes, Cynthia from Laredo. I love the Valley. People in Laredo, the Rio Grande Valley, they're just mm. some of the best people on this planet. Uh, shout out to Cynthia. I um, Go mm. to Isaiah. Go to Isaiah first. Isaiah. What? Yeah, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah. You can't defer. Yes, we I'm can. I'm going to defer to the second half. I won the coin toss. See? All right, Kyle. Let's <laughs> go, Kyle. See? Let's go, Kyle. You want me to go first? Right. You never go first, Kyle. <sighs> This one's hard, guys. Mm. This one's hard. Sounds like he's leading the witness. <sighs> part of part of me says the desperation level is too high for Dallas. But then I said it earlier in the segment. Both teams. Both teams are desperate. Mm. Both teams need a win very badly. There should be a great crowd on hand for Dallas on the West Coast. And I'm not going to pick Dallas every week. I've picked them every week this year. This week... I'm going to pick them one more time. I'm going to give them one last chance. My gut feeling says the Cowboys do rebound. 
And I think they do so 31-27 in a fun one out at SoFi Stadium. Give me the Cowboys to win it. I'm reluctant, and I've been going back and forth on it, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys to get the dub, and they're going to get the job done on a rebound this week. What you got, Nate? I, uh, or do we want to defer to Isaiah? You won the coin I toss. I did defer to Isaiah, and then he happened to defer to you, so yeah. it's still Isaiah. All right, Isaiah. <laughs> I've already won the coin toss. What you well, got? I boy? want to play the new Uno. Where's the draw 10, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the first card. <laughs> um, I have to go with Almighty oh, Zeus. Mm-hmm. It was Mighty Zeus and the, the bolts. Being that my nickname is Zeus, and um, there are lightning bolts okay, that are man. my high school basketball okay, team. Okay, as long as it wasn't you. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> uh, That's what Brad Sham calls him too in the hallway. Yeah. Zeus. I would love to hear that on. a it call. It actually, it's hilarious. I would love yeah. to hear it on a call. Though. That'd be it. awesome. You said um, it on a call. Yeah. Um, Find that one, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna have, have to go with the lightning bolts on this one. I think I think it's gonna turn into a shootout. I do believe that Dallas. Rebounds. I think they start figuring out on offense, but I think that this receiving core and this this scheme is going to be too much for the secondary of Dallas. I I just that's my gut. I, I feel unsettled about it, but I think if this is a shootout. I'm right now. I'm going with Kellen Moore. Mm. My heart is telling me yes. My mind is telling me no. Ooh, uh, my <laughs> telling me no. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take the Chargers here. So yep. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's me and Cynthia. I, I think what uh, John also picked the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I, he did. I think what what really it comes down to for me. I don't think they're going to be able to stop this Los Angeles offense. I actually think the Cowboys offense will rebound this yeah, week. I'm There's sure. a really good opportunity here, um, but I, I think the Chargers. I think they have a better day offensively. By the way, John picked the Vikings, the Saints, the Jags, the Raiders, the Lions, and your Dallas Cowboys. Those are the ones that John Machota picked. So it's Isaiah and Nick against. Hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. Did we get the standings, or are we still working on that? Uh, we're still working on that. That's fine. May have to update it next week. But that does it for us this week on Talking Cowboys. All right, Cowboys Nation, we need you out there on Monday night. By the way, here's the official announcement before we got to go. Where are we going to be this week, Isaiah? We're going to be out there in Tostitos Plaza, you guys. Make sure you guys come out there on Monday night. We'll be out there having fun for the pregame live show. Come join us. I hate the fact that this is the uh, the official announcement. Pre-game live, 6 p.m. Central Time on the Tostitos Championship Plaza. It is completely free. Come out, watch the show, bring your signs, bring your energy. Barry Church will be out there. Nate Newton will be out there. Cynthia, Cynthia, if you want to make a, make a trip up to, to Frisco, you want to meet Nate Newton, there's like, your there opportunity. It is. It's like an 87-hour right drive. It's okay. I've done that it is bring Kyle some furniture. Let's go. Yeah, bring the furniture whenever you do it. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you on Tuesday, a victory Tuesday, after the Cowboys win. Go Cowboys, go Rangers. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!